Vibrations Podcast, Part 13, Xavier Pick. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman, and this is my weekly podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moiwo on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. So what's been happening at the shop over the past week? Well, we've put the Christmas decorations up. Wahoo! Can't remember if I mentioned before that we have two dogs. Wilson, a feisty 13-year-old Jack Russell, and Jack, an adorable beige village dog, one and a half years old. Last week, our local friendly pet rescue team, Tails, mugged us. Yes, we are now in receipt of a four-month-old black village dog called Maya. Okay, yeah, she's adorable, but I'm seriously considering looking for insurance against being mugged by Tails ever again. Those girls are despicable. So we now have a trickler of dogs in our pack. White, beige and black. You may bump into Mayor at the shop on Tuesdays or Fridays. We have plenty of new stock in the shop ready for Christmas, from David Bellis's old Hong Kong photos books, some new gifts from our friends at Lantau Ren, and a new limited stock of new Audio-Technica turntables. First come, first served. Don't forget, as mentioned last week, we have a free box outside and $10 gifts. We also have plenty of free books still available for helpers and employers can now pick up for them. You can also buy wrapping paper and Christmas cards from us. Last week we launched our new YouTube channel Live at Vibe HK. It has all our podcasts, live videos from authors and musicians at the shop and interviews, so why not give it a try? It's my birthday next week, so if you'd like to give me a free present that I'd cherish subscribe to live at vibe hk and i'll respect you forever my guest this week is xavier pick he's very well known for keeping sketchbooks working like a journalist finding stories and developing these into larger artworks and documentaries about drawing lantau has been his home and inspiration for the past seven years welcome to vibe xavier thanks gary great to see you thanks for asking me pleasure mate pleasure Okay, so as we do these days, we're going to start off with 10 quick-fire questions for you. What is your favourite book or author? Mm, it's a tough one. Uh, probably go for what I'm reading at the moment. Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. I don't know if you heard wow. of it. Wow, Sapiens. I, no, I haven't, actually. He's written a few. There's a trilogy of them. There's... Um, the one there's, I've just finished Sapiens and there's Homo Deus which I'm reading at the moment and ah. 21 Lessons for the 21st Century and mm. he's a big history philosopher for intellectual and he writes about humankind and just the brevity of the time that human beings have been on this earth and how we very quickly conquered planet earth so yeah. some really big ideas. He's sort of interested in the cognitive revolution 70,000 years ago. Wow. Uh, wow. Which sort of changed human yeah. beings. It's really it's fascinating. It, it really gives you a different insight into us as a species and you know, the implications of now as well, um, especially at this time when things are so uncertain. Okay. So very strong, very strong. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's not a quick answer, is it's it? It's not a quick answer. So these are quick-fire questions, but not yeah. necessarily quick-fire answers. All right, then. So question number two, uh, favourite musical artist? Uh, I mean, that's, uh, it's impossible to say because it changes yeah. all the time. What was I listening to? What's my favourite song this week is Here Comes the Sun by Richie Havens. Okay. I, I love Richie Havens. Right. And, 
Yeah, he's, he's um, from got West Indies and Native American heritage, and he's folk and his soul and his rhythm and blues, and he okay. learned to play the guitar uh, by open strings. And there's no, he didn't want to learn the chords, and he decided he was a gospel <laughs> singer, and he's a poet, and he was a drawer. Okay, question number three: preferred drink, uh, salty lassie. Number four is: Do you have a life motto? Keep the faith. Uh, Favorite Hong Kong walk. I love walking at the moment and hiking with my family. And yesterday we went from Moiwo to Puyo oh, along the walk. coast. Yeah. First time, I've never done it. You've got an amazing view of Hong Kong there. You've got lovely little abandoned yeah. houses. I love abandoned villages and yes. houses. Yes, where and the waterfall bit is. It's hilly. You know, it's, yeah. it's got that drama. You don't know what's around the corner. Beautiful yeah. foliage. There was buffalo walking, and I followed the buffalo into the jungle and the bamboo the little bamboo grove <laughs> and they, they were they were just climbing they knew where they were going and i followed them i was filming and then they took me to this um lovely grave site oh wow. a chinese grave site and there was it was huge it's quite big but kind of overgrown favorite hong kong restaurant my house good one like it yeah yeah i'm sorry but i yeah i my wife's an amazing cook. She cooks yeah. Indonesian food and Asian food. I used to be a chef, ah. so I, I do know how to cook. So I love ingredients. Brilliant. I'd much prefer yeah. to go and buy amazing ingredients and then cook with those. Yeah. Here's, here's a wacky one for you. Faced with a python whilst walking up to the peak, what would you do? I would film it and draw it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got a whole fi folder of my encounters with snakes. Uh, question number eight, um, the, the best advice you were given? My dad's advice, probably. Hmm. Two, two things, thinking about it. Number one, don't rest on your laurels. Yeah. Which is, which is something that, you know, when you get any success, don't think that's it. And then you're judged by the people you hang out with. That's the thing that he used to say. You know, just be yeah. careful of who you hang out with because you can be judged. Good by them so moving on question nine finish this sentence i live in hong kong because you never get bored favorite area of hong kong well obviously here yeah i'm so lucky to live here it's the first place i moved to and sham Shui po probably like you how weird is that yeah probably like you gary <laughs> there's got a lot of grain isn't there yeah, in it's sham real. Shui po. it's real isn't it and all those little gadgets that we yeah. love you know cameras and video and and just the music equipment. energy and the fact that you yeah. really feel that you're uh, exploring there and you're you're the outsider and it's yes. kind of wireistic but i know sham Shui po yeah like the back of my hand because i worked there for seven years Oh, okay. That okay. Was where my college was. What did you do prior to coming to Hong Kong? I was an artist in London. Um, I had a studio gallery um, in an old orphanage building, an old Victorian, okay. gorgeous building called the Royal Victoria Patriotic Building. And I was selling paintings and drawings yeah. and writing stories, drawing in my sketchbook, documenting London, mainly at night. Part of my work as well is, is journalistic, so I was looking for journalistic stories. Uh, I had the opportunity to be an official war artist in Iraq, so I spent yeah. three years going in and out of Iraq on trips for a few weeks at a time, producing work about that. Um, so yeah, now I've been doing 
this I've been doing this profession for about 25, 30 years. Wow. So I was in London wow. for about 15 years, and then I was okay. in Manchester for about f three or four years, and Yorkshire, and then Scotland um, for a few years. So travelled all around the UK, but London predominantly for the last 15 years. Yeah. Okay. And then you came to Hong Kong. I did. What yeah. made you choose Hong Kong? Well, the first reason was that I was invited by a barrister, Chinese lady, very nice lady, to make a, a painting of Hong Kong. She'd bought oh, a painting of mine of London that she saw in a hotel there. And, um, and then she commissioned me to do a painting of Hong Kong. So, she, so I was flown out here and then flown around Hong Kong in a helicopter. <laughs> and I thought this was fascinating. Uh, I met an old tutor of mine, Tanya Willis, who you might know, an illustrator. Yes, I know amazing. of Tanya. We sell her prints in yeah, here. Yes. She's an amazing art artist, illustrator. I came to visit her in Lantau, and then she told me about a art school in Sham Shupo, um, sadly no longer exists, and I got a job there. So I came here for two weeks, and I stayed for seven years. Wow. So when was that then? So that was back in... Uh, I mean, 2012 or 2013, like yeah. 2013. So I just came out of Iraq, then flew out to Hong Kong, and then I stayed. I'd kind of, I was kind of sick of London by then. I'd, I'd, mm. I, um, I, I felt I'd, I'd done it, yeah. and my studio at the time was getting demolished. So I was looking for other options. Yeah, so I wasn't in a comfortable position. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my studio. I just come back from war zones. I was kind of shell shocked. Yeah, in truth, I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and I was I was bored of selling paintings of London. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough, I suppose. I was, it was people were projecting yeah. their own stories on paint on these paintings rather than letting me kind of see with my own eyes. And yes. it just became you became kind of typecast, and so I was sort of forced to make changes as as we do, and and yeah, um, yeah, you react to those in. In positive ways you might not feel okay. it at the time but you make those changes because of these situations and yeah. for me it was a studio being demolished yeah it's yeah. owned by the catholic church and they were renovating it so yeah you came over to um hong kong and, and where did you first live in hong kong were in luk tai tong i haven't left that funny same isn't it? place yeah okay yeah so then you um took a role at an international university I think yes yeah, the, the Hong Kong campus and um, I worked there for seven years I was a drawing professor teaching drawing and design and okay. creative thinking strategies um, which was a great experience sadly it uh, shut down early this year that's forced me to reevaluate and do yeah. what I really want to do for a while yeah yeah it was an intense that. it was intense seven years yeah. very very hard work I, I, and uh, very uh, yeah you didn't have much time to do your own work because mm. you were uh, you were teaching and preparing uh, yeah. for seven years and so here you are now you've been afforded that thinking time where you can once again evaluate what you want to do in exactly. life exactly very lucky just yeah. to get my permanent residency so I you know Ooh, that was yeah. always that yeah. was always a, Holy a big worry yeah you know like oh you know, I want to be here, but I have to have a job to stay. So yes. I was very lucky to get that. And and it, it's given me the time 
to explore new ideas and during those seven years I was always thinking about the time when I was going to do my own work yeah and pursue things that I that that I felt were important you're here in that space now what what are you sort of thinking so the areas of interest that I'm exploring now is fundamentally the story and it's using sketchbooks and it's writing and it's using film and audio and building these stories doing little experiments sketches and I say sketches in the sense of drawing and also film or sound and trying to explore uh, certain themes and ideas uh, yeah th- they've been the themes that I've been looking at at all times so it's looking at history it's looking at conflict it's looking at nature it's looking at landscape it's looking at philosophy it's looking at psychology uh, it's looking at the human condition going back to the book that I mentioned earlier it's it's that's why I'm fascinated by that book because it addresses you know what makes us human yeah. where where are we going as a species and uh, looking at metaphors in the landscape walking looking at the spiritual aspects as well uh, where the east meets the west and what we can learn from eastern philosophy which i think is very strong very powerful um, yes. and a lot more rooted has a lot more meaning than yeah. some of the capitalist Western ideals that have have shaped where we have come from. Yeah. So I am exploring those. Um, I mean, I've just brought sketchbooks along with me now, which okay. the audience can't see. Yeah. But you can kind of see the uh, that my sort of process. Yeah, I so love yours. I mean, basically, Xavier's showing me some. Yeah, mixed media paintings, acrylic, all sorts. There's bits of collage in there as well. Sort of A A4 in terms of total size. In between that, he's filled the pages with writing and the stories. Yeah. So I'm following my heart. I'm just running with the Mm. ideas and themes and and Mm. seeing what happens. I mean, obviously, we need to make money eventually. Yes. I, I, in my experience, if you're really passionate and really excited about what you do, then the money comes. It's, it, is a, it is a bribe, yeah. byproduct. So I need to pursue things with utter passion, as if it's a job, and then let yeah. the work come, which it does do. Um, so I'm not sure, to be honest, where it's going to go, but I know it's, it's the right feeling. I know I've got a lot of data and a lot of experience and a lot of uh, stories already. And, yeah. and now it's kind of editing and developing, seeing what happens. I mean, I'll talk about what I'm doing this weekend and what I've been doing this weekend. Um, and it goes back to food and cooking and nature and I went for a walk with my wife and her friend and uh, they picked papaya tree flowers <laughs> actually went into long walk and found a wild papaya tree with papaya tree flowers and I recorded at night it was dusk and um, I even brought lights with with us a big film lights and filmed pulling down this papaya tree getting the flowers and I'm drawing about that because it's very dramatic. Yeah. You know, like pulling a tree down. Um, and then my wife then cooked an amazing Indonesian meal yesterday with the papaya flowers, and I filmed the whole process. <laughs> and I'm, that, that's going to be a little movie. Yeah. It's about foraging, it's about uh, being resilient and relying on, you know, being yeah. um, adaptive. 
it's and, about foraging yeah. it's about being adaptive and um and it's about atmosphere it's about exploration it's about a little bit of adventure yeah so that might that'll definitely be sketchbook pages i've got the film footage already yeah and so i'm going to interweave sketchbook pages with film about making this meal okay which is a new idea yeah yeah nice it's just it's about living isn't it it's about as you say what did i do this weekend but you take it to another level where you capture it in a nice um very non-contrived way you're just sort of capturing on film what you're seeing um no script no action no cut and then at the same time then you're taking sort of frames of that and you're painting those yeah it's almost like these sketchbooks are like storyboards in a way um I absolutely love your. You know, this is like my son, in, like looking in the undergrowth at some plants here in this <laughs> drawing, and and this is what happens. It's it's, it's about visualization. So yeah. the act of putting things down makes things real. It comes out of your head. It could be the words. It could be the the ideas, um, yeah. the things you can't see, and then it can be the things you can see, and then it becomes real. Yeah. So one of the other reasons I came to Hong Kong is to do with that visualization process. So I was asked by a good friend of mine who I was at school with. He was a boarder at my school, and his father was um, very high up in the Hong Kong police force. Mm. So he, 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 he boarded at my school, and he commissioned me to do a painting of Hong Kong. Now, I'd never been to Hong Kong. <laughs> and he gave me pictures of his father's house, um, which was over in Sai Kung. Okay. An old traditional um, Chinese house and and the gardens and everything and I and I drew it and I, I I kind of it's one of the only places I hadn't been to, but I drew it and yeah and that a year later I'm living in Hong Kong. Isn't that what, <laughs> that's the only time I'd ever drawn something that I hadn't been to. So we'll moving on a little bit. Um, so you're you're doing this work. You're now collecting it. You've got the space to think about it and some quality time mm. to spend on these things. But at the same time, as you mentioned earlier, at, at some point in time, money uh, e- economics rears its ugly head, and mm-hmm. you need to be able to feed the family. Um, if people are interested in commissioning you, is, is that a possibility? What would yeah, how would they do is. that? It what is. Was, what um, well, it's not... And what would they commission you to do? Well, it's first of all, it's a conversation. And, um, I mean, I, I avoid painting animals or, or small children. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> or anything yeah. that's kind Don't of... Don't work with them. Yeah, y- yeah just kind of... I, I, I'm interested in the story, in people's stories. Hmm. So... Okay. Um, and, and kind of building a relationship through the work. And if the story's interesting, then... I, I will um, pursue it with some work, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say, right, you know, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to paint your house or your dog or your, you know, your, yes. your best friend or something. It's like, no, let's find that story, that narrative that has has a deeper meaning that I can illustrate. Yes. And then and then we start from there, and then I'll draw and I'll film and record and start building up that narrative to then develop into a piece of work so that's 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 how the commissioning process works so what i would urge people to do is to have a look at xavier's website and to just to get a rough feel for the sort of thing that he does um the website address is xavierpick.com xavierpick.com 
Um, so, and also, I'm building these stories into a YouTube channel as well. I yeah. talk about techniques. I bring in my teaching into that as also, and then mm. some of the these little experiments, the things I'm working on day to day, I'll be putting on Instagram. Okay. So it's very easy to find me. It's just my name, Xavier Pick. If you put yeah. that into Instagram. P-I-C-K. P-I-C-K. Very interesting to talk to you today, Xavier. Thank you, Gary, for asking me. If anything, I'd want to encourage people to start keeping a sketchbook themselves and keep a journal and get thoughts down. I do find it's the one constant in my life that that is helpful, is medicine, and leads us to better solutions when we're having problems. Yeah. Um, wh whatever they are and and the act of creating and making marks in a journal in a sketchbook can transform your life yeah absolutely I mean I'm, I look at your books and they take me straight to my my mum was an art teacher she did exactly the same as you she would draw a journal for wherever she was going she loved Hong Kong she would come here and do a journal of the holiday and it inspired me actually and and so even just sitting here with you now and looking at your book I'm thinking come on Gary just get out there and do something <laughs> don't put any pressure yeah just, just a page a day yeah just for 10 minutes he would never look as good as that though <laughs> well, it's yeah it's, it's the way I've been trained but um, yeah I, my early books don't look as good as this the yeah more you do the yeah. more you do the better you get yeah with same with everything Okay, great. Well, I, it just leaves me to say thank you very much for coming in no, and talking you, to us. It's today. great, great. I'm really honoured that you asked me. It's absolutely a pleasure. Thank you. You can find out more about Xavier's creative work at xavierpick.com. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to the 13th Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath. Afraid it would disappear before they could touch it.